Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte. Welcome back to another episode of the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, This week's episode is a very informative one and it's all about hypos or hypoglycemia. And this is a great episode for both people with diabetes, but also for people who have a friend or a family member or even a work colleague that has diabetes. So I'm going to be covering everything from exactly what a hypo is and why it occurs to the effect that a hypo has on the brain. I'm also going to be talking about both the uh, commonly listed symptoms of a hypo and also some of the not so commonly documented ones. How to recognise someone else is having a hypo and how you can help them how long the body or brain in particular takes to recover from a hypo and the best treatment options. So let's start with uh, what hypoglycemia is. So more commonly known as a hypo for short. Um, Hypoglycemia is when the amount of sugar in your blood drops too low. So this is before uh, below four millimoles per litre. So when you um, prick your finger, if you have a a finger prick test or maybe you have a like a flash glucose monitoring system, if you check that and it's below four, then that counts as hypo. So it means your blood sugar is too low. So hypos are very common um, in insulin treated diabetes. So type one, for example, If you have type 2 diabetes, you may still experience hypos, um, but they're likely to be a lot less frequent and not as severe as somebody who has type 1. It's also possible to experience hyperglycemia if you don't have diabetes, Um, but this isn't something that's all that common and it's likely to only be quite minor um, and that would soon just write itself when that person eats something. So if you don't have diabetes, you may have experienced episodes where you start to feel maybe a bit dizzy or lightheaded and a little bit shaky. And this is just your body telling you that you need to eat something because your blood sugar is getting low. Um, At that point, you normally have a sugary snack or a drink and then you'll feel fine. But even if you didn't eat at that point, in the majority of cases, your body would break down um, stored glycogen and release glucose into the blood. So bringing your blood sugars back up to a normal level. Um, And this is similar in someone who has type 1 diabetes, but it can become much more serious. So if there's too much insulin in their system, maybe from that could be from a, a miscalculation when they're injecting for their food or if they've been doing more physical activity than planned, their blood sugars will continue to drop until they have some form of fast acting glucose. 
So some of the most commonly documented hypo symptoms are uh, hunger, which is quite, quite an obvious one because that's what you need to do. You need to eat something. Um, sweating, anxiety, uh, palpitations, or uh, like a racing, um, racing pulse, um, shakiness and fatigue. So although these symptoms aren't nice, they're not very pleasant symptoms, it's your body's way of telling you that you need to take action. Other symptoms that you may experience are uh, visual disturbances or blurred vision, um, confusion, irritability, headaches, and also tingling of the tongue and lips is another one. So if someone is having quite a severe hypo, they might not recognize what's happening um, and they can become quite confused. So if you know somebody with diabetes, it might not always be really obvious immediately if they're having a hypo. You might just notice that they're behaving a bit differently or a bit out of character. For example, they might become um, really short-tempered or a bit snappy, or it might just be that they seem a bit distant. So these could be signs that their blood sugar is actually too low. If it's someone close to you, like a family member or a friend, you know, a close friend, um, it will probably be a lot easier to spot than if it is somebody that maybe you just work with or someone that you don't know as well. So if it's someone you aren't so close to and you think they might be acting differently, it might just be a case of observing them just for a little bit longer and then just asking them if they're okay or if there's anything that you can get for them. Um, I'll be honest, it can be a tricky one because <laughs> uh, obviously if a hypo is severe, then it will become really obvious that something's very wrong. But noticing it in someone before it gets to that point, like I said, can be a little bit trickier. So let's say your friend, family member or colleague is having a hypo. This is what you can do to help them. So chances are they will already have some form of hypo treatment with them. But if not, you can help by getting them a sugary drink like full sugar Coke or lemonade. Uh, make sure it's not a diet version or it will do absolutely nothing because they need the sugar in the drink and the diet versions have had the sugars uh, replaced with sweeteners which won't work if they have glucose tablets with them they will need to take about five of these initially from my own personal experience even though it's not logical in that moment when you're having a hypo it can actually feel quite embarrassing um, especially if you're at work or you're not with you know people that you're particularly close to so the last thing you want is somebody making a huge fuss and drawing attention to you. So please do bear this in mind if you are helping someone. Also, this might sound like um, an obvious thing to say, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> Never try and give the person anything by mouth if they're not fully conscious as they could choke. So that's how you can help someone who is still conscious, but severe hypos can lead um, to seizures and becoming unconscious. If this was to happen, you can put them into the recovery position and then administer a glucagon, which is via a glucagon injection kit. 
if they have one and if you know how to administer that. If you don't have access to it, then you do need to treat a severe hypo as a medical emergency and call for an ambulance. Make sure you have a sugary drink to hand at the ready just in case they do come round in the meantime. So that's what a hypo is, the symptoms of a hypo and how you can help if you think um, someone you know might be having one. So I've covered the symptoms there and like I said, unpleasant as they are, they serve a purpose. They raise the alarm um, that you need to take action and reach for something sugary. So what happens when you don't have those warning signs? So hypo unawareness is a very worrying complication that some people with diabetes can experience. So this basically means their blood sugar could be dropping seriously low, but they have no warning signs of it. And there's several things that can cause or, or trigger um, hypo awareness. And luckily, sometimes it's only a temporary issue. So if you speak to your healthcare team, they can give you techniques to try and regain your hypo awareness. For example, if you have a period of time where you have really frequent hypos, you might find that your blood sugar is getting much lower than usual before you get any symptoms. So in this case, some doctors or diabetes nurses may suggest uh, things like running your blood sugar slightly higher just for a period of time to prevent more hypos and let your body kind of regain its awareness. Um, when I was pregnant with my son, it was actually the first time that I've ever experienced hypo unawareness. It certainly wasn't pleasant. Um, so to begin with, my hypo symptoms just changed, which meant I didn't always recognize, um, you know, what was happening as, as a hypo. So I would get a really bad headache and start to feel sick. And having suffered with loads of nausea in my pregnancy anyway, it did make it really hard to know when I was hypo. Um, as my pregnancy progressed, I actually lost even these signs that my blood sugar was dropping. Because of this, I was actually fortunate enough to receive um, hospital funding for a CGM, so a continuous glucose monitor. Um, and that was just for the duration of my pregnancy. So that meant an alarm would go off if my blood sugars were dropping too low. As soon as I had my son, my cyp cypo? hypo symptoms literally just returned to normal um, immediately, pretty much, which, which was great. Um, another thing that causes hypos or can cause hypos, I should say, is alcohol. So alcohol can actually be a bit of a complicated uh, one for someone with diabetes in a number of ways. So first of all, as I said, it does lower your blood sugar levels. So depending how much you drink, it can continue to lower your blood sugars for up to 24 hours. Um, so if you have had a big night out, all night in at the moment, um, then you need to monitor your blood sugar levels really closely for the next 24 hours. And also, um, not that many of you will want to do, <laughs> do it with a hangover, but avoid doing exercise in this time um, as it could then, you know, lower your blood sugars even further. So the reason I say it can be a complicated one is because 
For, well, for one thing, if you're under the influence of alcohol, you are less likely to be as aware of your hypo symptoms. Secondly, a lot of hypo symptoms for somebody who is with you or somebody who is watching you can be very similar to the symptoms of having too much alcohol. Um, so people have actually been arrested for being drunk and disorderly when they are in fact having a hypo, which is a bit worrying. Um, so this doesn't mean that if you have diabetes, you can't drink or even get drunk in occasion if that's what you want to do. But you need to make sure you're aware that your blood sugars are likely to drop. So you need to be keeping a close eye on them. And it's a smart idea never to drink if you haven't eaten. Um, it's also worth letting people know. So whoever you're going to be with, um, you know, what your hypo symptoms are. And uh, even you, you don't mind them giving you a nudge every now and again and reminding you to check your blood sugars. So you might be wondering what actually causes these strange symptoms when your blood sugar drops too low. So you're basically experiencing loss of energy for brain function. So our brain is actually dependent on sugar as its main source of fuel and it's the most energy demanding organ in the body so it's no wonder that when it isn't getting enough of that the symptoms are often things like confusion anxiety lack of concentration so so all symptoms caused by the brain um sometimes the first sign that i have that i'm hypo is i can be working and then i start struggling to be able to read and this seems to be a combination of things so a combination of lack of concentration, but also getting voids in my vision. So some of the words kind of disappear. Um, another symptom, actually this one I nearly always get, is an overwhelming urge to finish what I'm doing. So no matter how illogical that might be, it could be a simple task that really isn't important at all in the grand scheme of things, like... I don't know, hanging out the washing or emptying a dishwasher. Um, but I sense my blood sugar is dropping, but feel like I have to finish what I'm doing before I even check my blood sugar. So very strange, I know, but I have read that others also do experience this. Um, so I've explained that if you are having a hypo, you need to take some fast acting glucose. It's advised that you take 15 to 20 grams initially. So this could be, there's about five dextrose or glucose tablets. Again, I do struggle with these as when I'm hypo, I can't count. <laughs> so um, it's up to you what your choice of hypo treatment is. Um, so you could take dextrose or um, a small glass of full fat Coke or lemonade. You then need to retest in about 15 to 20 minutes to check that your blood sugar is on the way up and above four. If it's still below four, um, you can take fast acting glucose again and repeat the process. So once your blood sugar is showing in normal range, you then need to eat a slower release form of carbohydrate, approximately 15 to 20 grams and try to resist the urge to eat the entire contents of your fridge or your kitchen cupboard. Believe me, I know how tempting that is when you are hypo. Um, if there's anything I've missed, or if anyone has any questions at all about hyper hypoglycemia, 
please do feel free to contact me. You can drop me an email. It's charlotte at diabeticandhealthy.com. So that does bring us to the end of another episode. I really hope that you've found this one helpful. If you have, please do hit subscribe and leave me a review. Until next time, have a happy and healthy time. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues. Head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor.